My name is Caleb Denman. I lead the creative and production teams at DCC. Thank you so much for listening to the Church in the City podcast. We hope that you enjoy this message, that it enriches and encourages you today, and that it serves towards fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Good morning. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I have props. <laughs> I don't know if everybody can see it. Spirit, soul, body. I don't know if you can see it at home. Hopefully, spirit, soul, body. Um, as I was, God just put this on my heart so strong for some reason that, you know, sometimes I think we, we don't realize that we're actually a three-part being. We see ourselves, we see our soul, our mind, our will, and emotions, and we know, obviously, that we have a physical body, but I don't think that we realize when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, what actually happens and what we actually have. And so as I was kind of preparing for this message, I, I just was, I visualized this in my mind's eye. I saw this and I'm like, okay, God, is that's what you want me to do? Like, I'm not usually, I don't like, I don't know if I want to use props. I don't know if I want to, but I just felt like the Holy Spirit kept saying, yes, yes, do this. Um, And trust me, I kept saying, Lord, are you sure? (laughs) Uh, But I just believe God wants us to have like a visual understanding of what we have and who we are in Christ. And I believe that he's just going to use this maybe over and over again in your mind in different times and different places in your walk where you can refer back to this and go, oh, yeah, that's right. Lisa was talking about that. And, and, and there's actually a visual context to it. So I'm actually going to start by telling my testimony. Um. I basically was raised without any understanding of God or of Jesus. Um, I knew there was a God, and I think I believed that there was a God. It wasn't like I, I didn't think that there wasn't, a, a, you know, some being out there. Um, but I really didn't know much about it. I never really went to church. I was pretty much raised heathen, just... You know, I knew Jesus was a man who died on the cross for my sins, but I still had no concept or understanding of that. Um, When I was 21, I actually started dating a guy who was a Christian, and he started he started bringing me to church. He he was like, you know, I this is who I am, and I, I want you to you know start coming to church with me. I was like, sure, okay, I guess so, why not? Um, and he went to First Assembly out on 44th Street. I don't know if anybody knows that church, but it's huge, huge church. So I, my idea of church at that point or at that time was you open a hymnal and, you know, you, you sing and, you know, you, you, there's, no, there's no life there or any of that, you know, um, because I had been in church a few times, but I really 
That's what I experienced. And so I got in there and I was just like, wow, okay, this is cool. This is church. Like people were, you know, raising their hand and like the music was just like jamming out. And I was just like, okay, I kind of like this. You know, I could, I could get on board with this. Um, and as, okay, so I, I didn't go out with this guy for very long, but God used him. What he was doing with a non-Christian girl, I don't know, but God used this man to help me walk or find Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So over the next, I want to say four weeks or so, I kept going to church with him, going to church with him. Well, one, it was actually a, an Easter Sunday. Um, he said, you know, listen, I'm going to pick you up tomorrow morning. We're going to go. And I said, okay, sounds great, wonderful. Um, that night, I went to a huge party and got very drunk. And <laughs> I won't go into all the details, but had an experience, decided I was going to take this specific drug. Not a great idea. Started having almost hallucinations where I would look in the mirror and I would see myself as like evil. Like I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm, I look like I'm evil. And I, I just, you know, I, and to be honest with you, I actually think God used some of this. Um, but anyways, got home that night, four o'clock in the morning, went to bed, had to get up real early, hurried up, took a shower, brushed my teeth and got ready. Now I was very hungover and I was shaken. And I mean, I was just like, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to do what I can do. I, you know, brushed my teeth, but I knew I still had to smell like alcohol. I mean, there was maybe three, four hours in between or whatever. Um, nonetheless, this guy picks me up, takes me to church and I don't even know what the word was, to be honest with you. I don't know what the pastor preached. All I know is he gave an altar call and said, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, stand up. And my heart just, I mean, literally was pounding so hard that I thought everybody around me could hear it. I was just like, you know, I'm like, I asked this guy, I'm like, uh, can you hear this? And he goes, no. He goes, but that is the Lord prompting you. And, and I knew it was, I knew something was going on. And so I was like, okay. So I stood up, went down, still shaky, you know, went down and the pastor walked me through the, the, you know, they call it the sinner's prayer where you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, that you that you are aware that he, he died for you, for your sins, so that you can be made whole. And, and I, I did that, and literally, I'm not kidding, and I'm not saying everybody gets this, but immediately, all of a sudden, I no longer had, I was no longer hungover. I was no longer shaking. I was no longer, it was like, it was like a supernatural experience. And it was, it was very, powerful. I mean, because at the time I was just like, what just exactly took place? What exactly happened? Because I was, I really didn't know much of 
anything about God or Jesus or any of that stuff. But I knew that I knew at that moment that I loved Jesus, that he lived in my heart. And I, I knew for a fact that that's who I was, that I was a, a child of God, that I was new. But that's all I understood. So this is what happened when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. My spirit man went from serving and being a child of the devil. And when I let him in and said, Jesus, I want you. This is what took place. My spirit man, all of a sudden, became a new creation. Completely whole, having everything that Jesus paid the price for, living on the inside of me. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, a new creation. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. I went from one kingdom, this world's kingdom, and stepped into another kingdom, God's kingdom. That's what happens when when all of us accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We undergo a complete inner transformation. One third of us, okay? So we are spirit. We are soul, mind, will, and emotions, and we are body. But all of a sudden, one third of us has been completely changed. And we are wall to wall, Holy Ghost. Wall to wall, everything that Jesus paid the price for. We now, even though I didn't realize it at the time, I now had the mind of Christ. Isn't that something? We don't think that. I surely didn't think that at the time. I was just like, I just know I love Jesus, and I know he loves me, and I know I'm his. But I knew nothing else. But in that moment, I was given everything. And then it was sealed by the Holy Spirit. But the process is, that's supposed to continue to happen is we now have to start renewing our minds. We now have to start separating ourselves unto him. We've been made holy. We're set apart in our spirit. By the way, I was going to I was going to drink out of these because I thought, oh, it, it's water up here. But I thought, people might get a little freaked out if I start drinking from the body or something. I don't know. This is the next step in that walk. This is the next place that we have to go to. We have to begin to understand that this, the mind and the body has not been sanctified. It has not been set apart at this point. 
so that's what we begin to walk out is we begin to, you know, we say that word holy and people get really freaked out like holy. Oh my gosh. That's, I don't know. I'm not sure I can do holy. That's, that's way bigger than what I could, you know, think I could be or whatever. But listen, that just means that we're set apart, that we set ourselves apart unto him and what it is he has for us. Now, I will say this, a couple weeks after I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, me and this gentleman broke up. And I, he was really my only source of knowing and asking questions of, you know, like what was happening, what, what was going on in my life with, you know, Jesus coming into my, coming into my life. And, you know, I knew there was transformation. I knew there was some kind of change. But once he was out of my life, it was like, okay, I don't really know what to do. And so I tried going back to that church, but it was so big and so intimidating that it was just like, oh, you know, I, I don't think this is necessarily for me. Or, you know, I, I really don't. But I will say this. I will encourage you. Don't back away from community. Don't back away from community. Because community is vital. You want people to speak into you. You want people to help you to know what is that next place? What is that next step? What is that next direction? But anyways, um, I, I tried to read the word, you know, and of course you start with Genesis, you know, it's like, oh yeah, aren't you supposed to start from the beginning? And to be honest with you, it really didn't make any sense to me because yet my mind was still not renewed and I still didn't understand what God's word truly meant, you know? And so, um, basically I kind of just went back to the life I knew. Now I prayed every night because I, there was still that, that burning inside of me that I knew Jesus loved me. And I knew I loved him, but I didn't know how to do any of that. But I would pray every night. And I actually started praying this prayer. <laughs> Father God, first of all, I am just, I'm done with dating people. I just want you to send the person that you have for me the one that you have chosen. I know there's somebody out there that you have, especially for me. And I would go to bed every night and I would pray that. And I, I would just pray, I love you. I love you. That's all I really knew what to do. And so about a month and a half later, you know, cause I said, I went back to what I was doing and I was at a bar and I looked across the bar and there was this, this handsome guy across the room, just a grin and a way at me. And I was just like, first of all, dude, you are not my type. You're cute, but you're not my type. And I was just like, forget it. You know, I'm way back. I was talking to my girlfriends and all of a sudden there he is right there. You want to dance? Okay, fine. Yeah, let's dance. But anyways, um, fast forwarding, obviously we ended up getting married. I almost didn't marry him because 
I was like, all right, God, this is the, this is the man. This is the one. Well, about eight months into our relationship, I'm like, oh God, this isn't the one. I made a mistake. This isn't him. But I had gotten pregnant. So I was, I was about ready to just call it off and say, I cannot do this. You, you know, he was abusive and I just knew I could not, I couldn't do it. And then I found out I was pregnant and I said, okay, I, I have to at least try. I have to at least try, especially for this child. I don't, I don't want her to be without a father. I don't want to raise her. I don't want her to be raised, you know, as a single parent if I don't have to. And so we got married. Two weeks later, he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and got spirit-filled all at the same time. And then that night, I got spirit-filled. Fast forward. I like to say everything was great after that, but it wasn't. (laughs) I would like to say that he completely changed after that, but he hadn't. But it was because we didn't take that next step to find out who we truly were and what God saw. And so actually we got to the place where I was gonna leave him, I was done. We had a huge fight um, and he had picked me up by my hair and off the ground. Um, and he said he started, he could hear my hair like being ripped out of my head and he freaked him out. So he threw me down and he ran out and I got in the shower and I said, okay, Lord, this is it. I cannot do this anymore. I am done. I'm planning my escape. And so as I'm washing my hair and watching it go down the drain, and I'm planning my escapes thinking, all right, I'm going to pack up Brittany tomorrow when he goes to, to work and I'm, I'm going to my mom's. And in the midst of that, God gave me a vision. I mean, a complete vision where all of a sudden I was no longer in the shower. And it was like something opened up and it was like I was looking into it and I could see my husband preaching and, and praying for people and some major, major stuff that I would have never thought back then because I didn't know anything about healing or any of those things. He laid hands on people and people were healed supernaturally, super supernaturally. And all of a sudden, the vision shut up. And God said, do not leave this man for this is the plans that I have for his life. And I called Chris in and, and what was happening, I didn't realize this, but when he ran out of the room, his thought was, how can I call myself or even be a Christian if I act this way and this is what I do? I, there's no way I can be a Christian. Well, I called him in. And I said, listen, this is what God showed me. And that is the day that God told him that he was his son, that he was God's son. And that was life transforming 
at this moment, this, at this point in our lives, it was like, okay, all right, God, you have a plan for us. So we just, we knew we were so broken. We knew we were so messed up that it was like, all right, we better start doing something. We really didn't understand what we were supposed to do, but we were like, okay. So there was a, a, a pastor, a, a preacher that would come to the church that we were going to and he would give away free tapes and we had nothing at the time. And these are back in, when, you know, there was cassette tapes. Nowadays you can find Christian stuff everywhere. There's podcasts, there's, you know, YouTube, there's TV like crazy. I mean, back then there really wasn't much, really wasn't much you could do. But we would get these tapes and we would literally on a weekend, we would shut things down. We would like shut our, our, our blinds and take the phone off the hook. And this is back when phones were actually on the wall and you could just take them off. <laughs> um, and we would pray and we would listen to these teaching tapes and it just started, it started a, a process in us that started to wash just started to wash our minds. It started showing us who we were. It started allowing us to see what it was that God was, had done in our lives. God's so good. You know, I think the the biggest thing that I want to get across is that the Christian life isn't about a process of trying to get something from God because we've been given everything. It's a process of renewing our minds and learning to release what we already have received. It's all here. If you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you have everything you need. You have healing. You have salvation. You have safety. You have prosperity. You have the fruit of the Spirit. It's all there. It's inside you. It's up to us what we do with that. It's up to us how fast we grow. It's up to us to transform our minds because God's not going to come in and do that. He's done it all. It's all here. Now it's up to us. What do we do with that? We were hungry. Chris and I were so hungry because we were so broken. I just want to encourage everybody, get hungry for him. Allow what is on the inside of you to be brought into the transformation of your mind so that you begin to walk in his will and his way and his purpose and his plan for your life because each one of you has a destiny and a call on your lives. But you can just, you can allow it to just sit here and never allow it to go here.
But this is what happened with Chris and I. As we began to seek him, what was in here began to flow into here. Now, it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. I mean, we're 33 years saved. And we've gone through dips and valleys, things in life. You know, and the enemy definitely wants to come in. And he wants to lie to you. He wants to steal from you, telling you that you don't have this. That you don't have that hope. Your spirit isn't in the process of growing or maturing because it's already complete. It's our minds that have to be renewed. And we should be doing it every single day. Now, I know that this is not a condemnation thing. This is an encouragement thing. Press in to him. Press in to his goodness. Fellowship with him. Know who he is. Get into the word of God and find out the amazing things that you have available to you. Find out who you are. Find out who he is. Because I'm telling you, he wants to take us to that place we are, where we are walking completely in the fullness of everything he's called us to. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. See, when we transform our minds, we're actually worshiping him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Sometimes I wonder how much we really sacrifice. I mean, how much do we put ourselves on the altar? Do we put ourselves on the altar every day? I have to say, I don't always do that. I don't always allow my body to be a living sacrifice. I still, my will gets in the way. My desires get in the way. I think sometimes the enemy even just lies. And I believe those lies. And I woke up this morning with a thought that was, it was just a negative thought. And, and I was just like, yeah, God, what's up with that? Why, why is that like that? And immediately, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, 
that's a lie. That's not true. Why are you even thinking this way? And then I started saying, gosh, I'm so, I repent, Lord, because that is not right. And I started speaking life over that thing. And I started speaking life into it. And I said, I repent. I will not speak death over myself or over my circumstances or situations. I'm not going to do that. I'm running to this, who I know that I have everything that I need. I'm not lacking anything. And neither are you. Mark, well, actually, what happens is, as, as we begin to transform our minds, our will and our emotions, and I will say this, emotions sometimes want to run wild, but I'm saying this, get a hold of the word, get a hold of the truth, because that will help you in the area of your emotions and the enemy coming in and trying to take those emotions and lie to you. He's, he's a master at that kind of stuff. So find out what the word actually has to say about your situation. As you begin to renew your mind, what happens is, this is what happens. It begins to flow over into the body. Because what you realize is, as you are transforming your mind, you're realizing, there's some things I should not be doing anymore. There's some things, I, directions I should not be going anymore. There's things that is in me that I need to begin to transform and change and tell my body to come in line. You know, the body's kind of just going along for the ride in a big way. Wherever your mind is, that's where your body's going. If your mind is focusing on the things of God and the goodness of God, guess what? Your body's going to head in that same direction. But if you're focusing on the negative, the things of the world, things that you desire that aren't maybe so good for that body, then that's where you're going to go. Mark 14, 38 says, keep watch and pray so that you don't give in to temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. This is how you will get control of this. Now you're going to have to put this down and you're going to have to tell it, no, 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 you can't have this today or you can't have that or you can't be doing this anymore. And you're going to have to discipline your body, which is good. The band can come up. Your spirit is the only part of you that's been born of God. The soul and the body, they've been purchased, but not yet redeemed. 
Therefore, your spirit, your spirit can't sin. But your body and your soul, they can. But this means, and this is what I want everybody to realize, this means that your performance doesn't affect the purity and the holiness of your spirit. All right? Has everybody got that? I know that's a that's one of those like really when I'm doing or have done stuff that I know is so wrong. We tend to lean into our sin or that negative thing that we're running towards. But we have to realize no, 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 no. That's a lie. This is who I am. I'm what God put inside me. So run after being set apart. Run after and hunger after him. You really are the one who determines how far you go in him and with him. Let's let God have his way in our lives by coming into agreement with who we truly are in our spirit man. Let's agree with God and who we are. I'm going to pray. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you that you have made us whole and righteous and new. Help us to keep that at the forefront of our minds, that we're more aware of you and what you've done in our lives than we're aware of our sin or our carnal nature, that we look to you and that we run to you, that we set ourselves apart wholly unto you, that we're willing to put ourselves on the altar that we're willing to sacrifice our flesh, the things that aren't profitable to the spirit and that we will run after you. If you don't know Jesus, if you have never done what I talked about today of accepting him into your life, I want to right now just lead you in that prayer. If everybody would just uh, say it with me. Jesus, I come to you. I am a sinner. I know that you died for me. that I can trust you to help me be what you've called me to be. I thank you that you see me and that I am yours. If you said this prayer, please tell somebody. Don't Just walk out of here and not tell anybody. 
because God started something in you and he wants to see it through. Thanks for listening to this episode of Our Church in the City. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode with a friend as we are fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. And if you haven't yet, check out our sister podcast, Deeper. It features a rotating panel of hosts and participants from the DCC family talking about the messages you hear on this podcast. You can find it on this podcast feed and on our YouTube page. Thanks again and goodbye for now.